0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News. I'm Nicholas Rod. Chris Bakers here with me, and we are back with another Monday morning episode. Chris, start us off in the normal fashion and give us the weather headed into this week.
1: In Los Angeles, California, it is partly cloudy, 77. In Houston, Texas, there are thunderstorms with a high of 74 degrees. And in Chicago, Illinois, it is partly cloudy, 64. And in New York City, it is mostly clear with a high of 61 degrees okay yeah finally it feels like spring weather is here thank god it's been a very long winter but we're in yeah. march and as you may know now, you may or may not know, mm-hmm. march madness is here yes have you been watching or following
0: i have not basketball is one of those sports that i never really got into watching um but I see the scores. I see the scores and stuff pop up on Twitter. So that's been kind of interesting to to see.
1: You know, I've been following it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which is a lot more than for me than for most things. <laughs> <laughs> I was about In to say, I never world. saw you being a
0: uh, a basketball fan out of all things.
1: Yeah. I follow it just a teeny bit. Like, just I won't watch bit. it. Mm-hmm. Like, I watch the highlights, but besides that no. Gotcha. Um... Anyways, there's a new study out. Okay. That 37% of respondents in this study plan to call in SIT or skip work <laughs> during March Madness. <Vendus>. Oh
0: my. <laughs> that's a that's an unhealthy percentage.
1: Yeah. Um and I also read that work productivity drops Significantly, during March Madness. I
0: mean, if you already have thirty-seven percent of people calling out, yeah, to watch it, uh, uh, yeah, your productivity is going to drop just a little bit.
1: You know, I couldn't believe it. Honestly. I can. <laughs> can. No, I can't believe that many people calling off.
0: No, again, I can't. I,
1: actually, I'm surprised it's not higher. You know, because in this modern age of society that we live in, we all have these things called a cell phone, right? Mm, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but when I'm at work, if something's going on that I want to watch, it's so convenient how my phone can just be propped up on my computer. Or I just log into whatever I want to be watching on my work computer. Well,
0: here's the thing is that March Madness is a huge betting season. It's a huge betting period. And so people, you know, they get all sorts of worked up. They get all sorts of, you know, antsy, or they want to go to the bars to watch the game so that they can collect their bets or give up their money, one way or another. Um, And so watching it at work doesn't really... it's not ideal. It doesn't really work. Mm. So, I, I guess that's why it's harder for, you know, you or even myself to kind of understand it, but at the same time, I'm surprised that the percentage isn't higher
1: than 37. It just, I you know, for things to call off, it just wouldn't be up there for me.
0: Well, yeah, but you're not all you're also not like the sports betting or really even a heavy sports type, you know.
1: Well, I do bet on things, mm-hmm. but like even the Super Bowl, I'll bet on that, and I'll watch it until it's my quote unquote bedtime, and I'm exhausted and want to go to sleep, <laughs> and I just go to bed. Yeah, but I don't know. Just thirty-seven percent. You're an employer. Say- if you're an employer, and they call off sick. Throughout March Madness, they ain't sick. They got money uh, to
0: yeah, they, yeah. They've or got pay off. They've got money the run, to put on dude. the line. Yeah, yeah. They've got something to put on the line. Their yep. money, their car, their house. Who knows? Or uh, they owe someone money and they're they're fleeing the state. Yeah, and you know, honestly, I can't ever see my. I'm a huge sports person. We've talked about it on this show before. I love sports. Um, I would never. Call off, though. If I'm going to miss the game, I'm going to miss the game. It's unfortunate. I hate it. Or if anything, if I have the chance to pull it up on my phone or whatever while I'm doing something at work or whatever else, I will. But I'm I'm not going to call off work to watch a game.
1: It's just not worth it. You know, I have very mixed feelings about that. Because I suppose if you have PTO and sick time, etc. to use... I guess it's understandable.
0: Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. I I,
1: I don't know. Like, you know,
0: at that, work, you one. either
1: use it or you lose it. Hmm. I could understand it because, you know, I don't call off from work. I don't think I've ever called off from work. Mm-hmm. So my PTO just kind of adds up and then it's got to be used. Yeah. So I guess if it was like a big deal, I could see it. But even then, I don't know. I feel like I would want to take a Friday off for an extra long weekend. I don't. Know. I just don't see it.
0: Yeah, it's definitely not my cup of tea. I don't think it ever will be. I mean, you know, to those that do it, I guess you'll do what you do and face the. But what consequences about for later. baseball? No, not even for not even for baseball. Because again, if I miss a game, I miss a game. You know. I'm, the only way I'd call off is if I have tickets to actually go you, see the game in person.
1: But I feel like if you have tickets, obviously you need to buy them in advance,
0: right? So you kind of know should, that you're going to be off anyway.
1: Like, yeah. So just put in the time. That's going to be planned,
0: you know. Yeah. I I would I, never call off work to just watch a game from my couch.
1: Well, you heard it, you heard it here first, folks. If Nick ever calls off one. Because of a game. We will pull this audio up and replay it. <laughs> kind of like what to. Nick did to me. <laughs> when I needed to buy a new phone. And I didn't pay for cash with it. Mm. But in my defense, I paid it off well in advance. Of when it was due. Doesn't count. It does. Doesn't count. Because with the contracted, ag- we are getting very off topic. But with the contracted agreement amount. I would still be paying the $23 a month. I think for the next two years. Doesn't count. It does.
0: <laughs> but we do have a lot of news to get into
1: this morning. Uh, Chris, would you like to start us off? The white house announced a new COVID-19 coordinator. She's Jack will take over when Jeff science resigns. This comes as the new COVID cases plummet as some, parts of Asia are seeing an uptick in COVID cases. Asia is about three to four weeks ahead of the U.S. and that is causing medical professionals in the United States to worry of the new variant that could be coming called BO2 variant.
0: This variant is being reported as more transmissible but not as severe as omicron this is all coming as federal funding is running out white house officials have concerns that if they run out of money they will not be able to purchase more covid 19 vaccines treatments and tests last week pfizer submitted paperwork for a second booster dose for the elderly as well as moderna for all adults Supreme Court nominee Katanji Brown-Jackson will be in the hot seat starting today as Senators begin to decide whether she will be the next Supreme Court Justice or not. The Senate Judiciary Committee confirmation hearings will last for three days. In these hearings, things can get tense. Democrats and Republicans that sit on this committee will go one by one every single day asking questions of Judge Jackson. These questions generally focus on prior rulings, background info, and thoughts on controversial topics. When the hearings are over, the committee will vote to progress the nomination, and the full Senate will take a vote after that. She only needs a simple majority to be confirmed as the next Supreme Court Justice. Hearings start today at 11 And on Tuesday and Wednesday, they will begin at 9 a.m. We will have a full recap
1: of all three days and what's next on Friday's show. The phone call that took place on Friday is critical to the Russian invasion to Ukraine. President Biden spoke with Chinese President Xi Jinping for the first time in nearly four months. All week, the White House and the United States intelligence agencies have said Putin is getting frustrated with the lack of progress in Ukraine and has asked China for both military and economic help. The U.S. has warned China not to help Russia or there would be consequences.
0: China has so far refused to denounce Putin's actions or even call what Russia is doing an invasion. But... At the same time, Chinese officials on the world stage are saying they want peace and are willing to organize peace talks between Russia and Ukraine. By doing that, so far China has been able to play both sides. This call between Biden and Xi may force China to choose a side or at least give the U.S. a better idea of where China stands in all of this. Before the Olympics, President Putin and Xi announced the relationship between the two countries had no limits, but that statement has really put China in a difficult place for two reasons. First, China has a strong foreign policy of respecting the sovereignty and territorial integrity with all countries. China prioritizes economic stability, mostly through trade, with nearly every country in the world. When it comes down to it, Russia is just one trading partner, and the U.S. has hinted if China helps Russia go around these sanctions with either economic or military help, it will impact China's ability to trade with nato it is also worth noting that the relationship with china and the u.s is rocky they trade with each other but do not work much together after the phone call we were given some information about the two leaders hour and 50 minute conversation When any call between world leaders happens, each government releases a readout. Readouts generally lean towards the government that put them out, so the U.S. readout makes President Biden look good, and China's makes President Xi Jinping look good. Both readouts do have a few similarities, including the call lasted almost two hours, it was a video call, Both sides agreed diplomatic resolution between Russia and Ukraine is the best solution, and both tasked their teams to follow up. There are also a few differences between the readout. The White House readout mentions Russia three times, including condemning Russia, while the Chinese readout doesn't mention Russia once. The White House says President Biden described the implications and consequences. If China provides material support to Russia, China doesn't mention that at all. The White House readout says President Biden reiterated the U.S. policy on Taiwan and that it didn't change. China didn't mention this at all. And the White House says the leaders agreed to keep a line of communication open, acknowledging the importance of competition between the U.S. and China. The China readout interprets that a little differently, saying China and the U.S. are the two leading economies who both sit on the U.N. Security Council and have responsibilities to peace and security. The China readout focuses on peace, mentioning it three times in the 6th sentence readout. China also put out a readout for the Chinese audience that is paragraphs long and uses stronger language, mentioning the predicament created by the US's previous administration and how it caused a strain between them and the West that still hasn't healed. It also criticized the signal sent from the U.S. on Taiwan independence, saying that it is dangerous. At the end, it says he holds the U.S. accountable for the root causes of Russia's actions. That is not mentioned in the English readout.
1: Getting into rapid news, House Democrats have raised $19.3 million in February, a committee record.
0: Republican Governor Chris Sununu said that he would reject the congressional map passed by his own party in the state legislature, which aggressively targeted a Democrat by making his district more Republican.
1: Nick, what do you have for this Monday morning good news?
0: All right, so there are a lot of stories on this show that we say, "Oh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna follow up on this. We're gonna." keep up with the details. Well, we actually have an update on a story that we talked about. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was in the good news episode from a couple weeks ago. And it comes from the situation happening in Ukraine right now. Uh, we had talked about a story where in just 48 hours, people had raised $1.9 million for people in Ukraine by booking Airbnb rooms. Well, Airbnb has really taken on a mission to help raise funds and provide help to Ukrainian people. Since March 1st, since this whole Airbnb you know, donation spree started, over $40 million has been raised. And there's been a lot that's been going on. So, first... 434,000 rooms have been booked throughout Ukrainian cities uh where aid supplies and you know aid trucks can't get like they can't get to these places uh so people are helping to raise money to help the people in these cities be able to actually get their hands on supplies that way this has raised 15 million dollars Airbnb has also committed to opening up 100 to 150,000 temp homes for Ukraine uh, for Ukrainians across Europe and North America. The company's nonprofit wing has raised 5.2 million dollars through small, you know, individual donations from people across 92 different countries. There has been 16.6 million dollars raised through an aid fund uh, by the company. So this is being paid by the company's employees and the co-founders of the company. This is raised, again, $16.6 million. And there was a $10 million matching donation from another Airbnb co-founder, uh, which brings our total to over $40 million raised for the people of Ukraine through Airbnb alone.
1: You really aren't kidding when you said uh airbnb is stepping up here
0: when i read this like i remember because i remember talking about the two million dollars raised yep. from a couple
1: weeks ago and now they're at at 38 million now they're
0: over 40 million dollars raised that's insane it hasn't even been a full month since this whole thing started it's been about three weeks, approximately. About three weeks since this whole thing started and $40 million raised. That's insane.
1: That's just an excellent, excellent, just excellent all around. I mean, wow. And of course, if I this mean, does... I mean, cont- $40 million in the span of what? Two weeks?
0: Yeah, two, three weeks. It's insane. And, you know, who knows where else this could go? Um what other companies may do in light of this, what other individuals may do in light of this. It'll be cur- it I'm very curious to see what will happen from here.
1: Yeah, me too. Um, it would be interesting to see if we continue to get numbers as time progresses to see how much more of this could grow.
0: Yeah. And it's definitely something, you know, that I'll continue to keep an eye on and report on as long as there is more development on the whole thing. And, Based on what we see here, I can definitely see this continuing to grow.
1: Great, good news story. Great update from a or, you know an earlier good news story. Just great all around. That is the end of this Monday morning news episode. Make sure you follow us on BBP News. We will be back here Wednesday morning for an idiot in the news. But until then, have a great start to your week, everybody.
0: Bye, guys. I hit. I hit the wrong thing.